episode 174 of Open Your Toys Cast. This is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time. And those are Mark, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, and Masters of the Universe. Ah, yeah. You heard that right. We got our favorite blunder from Down Under. That's right. Mr. Mark Haddock is on the call with us tonight. We love it. We love it. No rock, unfortunately. He's too busy uh, hobnobbing with uh, Vern and uh, and his friends and family up there, as well as uh, the Star Joys royalty. I'm not sure if Chuck went, but I, I know Ryan was supposed to go, so uh, he won't be able to join us this evening. But we do have the forever reliable mr lotus stark how are you doing tonight pretty good all right well if you want to kick it with us you can do that at our facebook group that's facebook.com slash group slash open your toys or if you want to visit us at our website and that's where you can find links to these show notes that i'm very poorly reading off of um at the top of the page it'll have links to everywhere i'm going to talk about here in the next couple minutes as well as links to all of the news articles and amazing things that we're talking about that's openyourtoys.com you can subscribe to us through rss feeds itunes google play stitcher smart radio we have a facebook page as well facebook.com slash or slash open your toys cast uh instagram at open your toys cast twitter at open your toys cast email team at open your voicemail and we actually got a voicemail i was i was very happy oh. to see um it, it looks to be through the translation very short and sweet but we love that you called in thank you very much um that voicemail number is 720-235-TOYS that's 720-235-869 nine seven um all right mr stark where can people find you sir uh they can just head over to youtube and watch some videos of stuff that i collect hell yeah and uh mark has recently uh been a little bit more active on our group as of late uh anything you want to promote mark do you have anything going on any any cool website that you want to represent uh no, no, like I said, you can usually find me hiding around on the Facebook group. Um, I just started a new Instagram thing called the No Idea Collector, where I'm just sort of, I guess, cataloging bits and pieces as I find them, if you if you want to check it out. Oh, yeah. And what, it's uh, like no underscore idea underscore collector. Is that right? That's the one. All right. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely check him out on the gram, as the cool kids like to call it. Really? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't know that one? No. Oh, you're so old, Lotus. That's the, just tele- the was... telegram? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's old school throwback. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Haddock just woke up, so I, I doubt he's partaking or imbibing in uh, spirits. But uh, do you have anything interesting you're drinking, Mark? Well, at the moment, I have just uh, cracked open my first can of, of Red Bull for the day. So get me started. <laughs> get right. the blood a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drink. Ton- I used to drink a lot of that stuff, but I just got to a point where I was getting like too fidgety and like too shaky <laughs> all day. 
And even when I, even like when I didn't drink it, I just felt really like agitate. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel right. So I, I ended up having to go off of it. I, I really feel that stuff actually like disrupts your something, you know, it, it chemi- chemically changes something. Oh, yeah, it certainly does. But, but like any good addiction, you've got to push through those those early drinks. <laughs> just do it. Sooner or later, it's just a part of life again. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Lotus? You got your Bubba Keg handy? Yeah, uh, just the Bubba Keg, LG fridge water. That's it. Hell yeah. Um, and I think I drank this on the show now that I'm drinking it, but I was like, oh, I don't think I've ever tried that. And now I, that I'm drinking, I think I have. I am drinking a twisted tea, hard ice tea or hard ice peach tea. So uh, peach tea is kind of my, my jam when I got to get something to drink. Um, and uh, nothing like a alcoholic version of it. Um it says eh, nothing there. Five percent made with real brewed tea, uh, malt beverage with select teas and natural flavors. Um, but that's about it. No cool sayings anymore. I've Man. actually, uh, I've actually switched from drinking coffee every morning to tea. Really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you've been able to get the uh, caffeine intake you need and keep yourself satisfied that way um so i don't i don't know i mean i guess maybe i don't maybe i'm not dependent upon caffeine you know maybe that's not what i maybe it's more of a routine you know like a habit kind of a routine kind of a thing where i need to have a cup of something in the morning but it doesn't really matter what it is yeah that could be true that could be true yeah i'm not a i'm not a big caffeine guy i i drink water in the morning um only time I need caffeine is when I like purposely want to stay up and and like literally a soda, you know, 33 gram or 33 milligrams of caffeine will usually do to keep me up into the wee hours of the night. Nice. And so you said, Mark, you said you, you were opening your first Red Bull. So what what are we talking about? <laughs> Quantity and and uh, the size of can you're doing here? All right, so these are the the larger cans that you can get. So it's a 473 mil, um, and this may be the first of two or three for the day, on average. I try. I mean, the monster. You you seem you get a lot more in in a monster, like volume wise. They're like large cans, but yeah, the the Red Bull is just I don't know. It's just more concentration or something. And then you having the extra large can. That's uh. Yeah, it's definitely a, well, a hefty serving. I, yeah, I did read somewhere, though, the reason why it's only 473 mil, and I could be wrong, but I read somewhere that that's the most um, like single usage you're supposed to have per day. Oh, wow. That's why they can't, that's why they can't do like a 500 mil can like they can with the mothers and stuff like that. Mm. This is supposed to be like the most you can have in, in one day or in one serve or whatever it is. Which is why yeah. it's an unusual, uh, an unusual amount. But again, I could be wrong. I just I remember reading something about yeah, it somewhere. It sounds that sounds right. I mean, and that's you know, people have gone to uh, you know, people have had heart attacks and stuff by drinking too much Red Bull in one day. So I I believe it. You know, you you pound down a a four pack. You know, yeah, it can definitely uh, get your heart going. 
Yeah. Oh, so it's for... uncomfortable. You don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, your body, I mean, my mom drank and granted now she got like medical grade migraines in her later years, but my mom drank eight cups of caffeinated coffee a day, you know? Um, so for us, uh, us stateside here, um, us dummies that are not on the metric system, that is a uh, 16 ounce can for us that he's drinking. Now what's, so a 16 ounce can of Red Bull here would be about 160 milligrams of caffeine. Do, does your can tell you how many milligrams of caffeine you're drinking? I'm just having a look now. Uh, 151. Okay. So yeah, right. So right about the same count. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that that's quite a bit to be drinking. Uh, well, I mean, two or three. I had a friend that drank drank five monsters, and and like you were saying, Lotus monsters are 16 ounces, and the standard monsters 160 milligrams. I mean, they make. 240s yeah, yeah. 240s and now even 300s i've seen in the rock stars like right that's just see i'll get those and i'll drink like four drinks and i'm good and i just put it in the fridge i get the non-carbonated like fruit punch ones and shit like that but well all right there's your there's your uh coffee talk or caffeine talk, at least, for yeah. the day. Caffeine, caffeine talk, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into uh, TF Cons. Uh, and I don't know if this is the first exclusive announced, but at least the latest one. We get the super bright, like, wow. Um, I don't even remember this as a G2, but we get uh, uh, the from the Perfection Series, Ocular Maxes, MMCs, uh, G2 Sphinx here i've never ever seen a g2 mirage i I don't i don't even think we got a g2 mirage okay so i'm doing some image searching right now now i don't know if this was ever released here's digibashes mock-ups it says ocular max regenesis series are characters reborn with vibrant colors and nostalgia of an era where neon fluorescent and pastels ruled style yeah it looks like it's based off of a drawing so it never we never got it but there was a drawing with these colors okay. of a G2 okay. Mirage that we never got. Okay, well. So. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. And it's, I... and it's just this ugly. It, I mean, yeah. and again, this is, it's cool. Like, I mean, the, the 90s kid in me that had hyper color and wore bike shorts and that kind of shit. You yeah. know, I can appreciate this. And, you know, if you had a crazy, like, masterpiece G2 shelf, this would go perfect with it, you know? Yeah, 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 I guess so. I mean, they're, yeah. And it is it is a good, you know, at least it's a good figure. You know, it's a pretty solid mm-hmm. mold. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, at least they they did it, you know, with a, with a good, you know, a good mold. Um, I, I actually had the... Uh, the the chicago and the toronto um sphinx you know the the clear the the clear yeah phase in phase out sphinx and and they were really solid real tight you know the joints were all tight it was just a really really solid figures i sold them a long time ago but 
Yeah, and the clear always made me want those, and uh, I, I am quickly learning that you know I'm narrowing my focus even more on things. Uh, what what I'm digging about this is it's got alligators all over it. Yeah, <laughs> you know how I talked about I'm a sucker for painting an animal on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So I kind of dig that, but yeah. Was there was there uh, uh, an like Ali was it Ali Gon was an actual G1 Transformer, right? And wasn't it like a pinkish and a green? Well, thinking? there was yeah. I mean Skull Cruncher, the Headmaster. Well, Skull, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Oh, Ali Gon was a third party. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually remembering third party names instead of the original. <laughs> There's Hasbro and Tarkar's problem, right? There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Skull Cruncher. Yeah. Skull Cruncher. Well, it wasn't like a bright green like this, though. No, no. It was yeah. a darker green and more of a darker pink as well. Less a 90s kind of thing. Because, yeah. yeah, he's one of, he's one of my focus guys that I live um all right new york uh so we covered new york comic-con the last time but what we hadn't gotten yet was the stock photos from the uh uh from hasbro directly and not much to talk about here uh the one thing that i that i don't think we covered or that i hadn't even seen when i did the show notes was that there's a vintage collection three and three quarter uh cave of evil three pack which is uh luke and his jedi training which is basically like his undershirt and and tan pants um a yoda and then a uh darth vader but with luke's face on it and that one, I think uh, what people are saying is that's one that is probably uh, has people most excited. And they said everything that was going to be everything that was announced would be f- available uh, for pre-order through their respective outlets. And that's the one thing that has not yet come to pre-order yet. It's a Target exclusive. So uh, really, really cool. And do we have pictures of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I also didn't see that we're getting a shit ton more of these gold figures, if that's uh, something that shakes your caboose. I got the Stormtrooper and Darth Vader. I didn't mind that at all. Um, but yeah, oh, there it is. So yeah, coming in that vintage three-pack collection. and I'm And I'm digging it. I like it. I like that scene. It was, to me, that was a scary scene. Empire Strikes Back was just really dark for me as a kid because I was so young and I saw it in the theater and that kind of thing. So, digging on that shit. Now, Mark, sorry, we probably ask these questions every time you're on, but you're not a big Star Wars guy, right? Uh, Oh, um, movies, definitely. Um, I've just recently started delving into um, the comics as well, um, sort of the expanded universe side of things. Uh, read a lot of the books, figures, toys, mainly just Lego stuff. Um, I don't go into the figures and that sort of stuff. Uh, oh, as much. yeah. And is that 
mainly because it's Lego, or I guess if you dig the fiction and it's your favorite toy line, essentially, right? I think it's safe to say Lego's like your thing, right? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a better mix of the two. And again, being the type of collector I am, uh, once I start rolling on something, um, it, it does become that addiction. I have to have everything. So sticking sort of only to the Lego side of it, I can sort of keep up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you had to do Lego and and actual action figures, that would be crushing, I could imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I had a few figures when I was a kid. I actually owned two, which was um, the Lando Carizian Skiff Guard one, um, and I had an original Wicket when I was a kid. But they were the only two I ever owned. <laughs> nice. Those were two... Two of the few that I owned as well. So that's dope. Um, and then, sorry, we're going to tangent. Uh, Legos. Now, do you get them at uh, a... Wait at, a minute. Wait, wait, wait. It's not Legos. Oh, oh sorry. Lego uh, is no, girl. No. <laughs> uh, Mark, are you one of the... <laughs> Mark, are you one of those people that, <laughs> that, that will correct someone? <laughs> I, I, I do it for a comedic effect, but uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really phase me too much. Okay. If I if I if I know it's gonna if I know it's gonna rub someone up, I'll I'll definitely correct them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just more for my own amusement than anyone else's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So are Lego sets uh, cheaper in in Australia than here in the states? Are do no. we get them? Oh, okay. So a lot more. I guess I guess you're not any closer to them than we are. So no, no. We um, from from my understanding through um, obviously talking to other people that are a bit more heavy into it. Um, we're one of the places that pay the most. I believe New Zealand pays the most. Oh wow! Followed by us, and then it gets it gets cheaper as it gets closer in. But I mean, a, a good example when the uh, that last UCS Falcon came out. Um, we were paying twelve ninety nine for that. Oh wow! Whereas, is, yeah, yeah, where we're paying you know. eight hundred, and and where is your dollar compared to ours right now? Do you have any idea? Oh, I wouldn't know off the top of my head. I know a hundred dollars equates to about one fifty five Australian. I think it is. Okay, or so look. one one. Sorry, no one. Yeah, about about one fifty, I think it is. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> very early in the morning. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, not a good. That's not a very good exchange. So yeah, it's going to cost a lot more. I, I wonder why they. I wonder why like these large companies don't like. Why do they base everything off of U.S. pricing? That's what it seems like to me. Like, it doesn't make any sense because they they're not shipping them. Are they shipping them to the U.S. and then dis and then shipping them? Like are distributors getting them from is is Lego shipping them to a United States based facility and then distributors, even if they're in Australia, would receive it from the U.S. Like I don't. No, I can I, imagine it come here and then go there, but let's see. Let me I just see don't understand I, why uh, you have to pay U.S. pricing. The same thing happens for Transformers, like. Um, uh, the the company like this company that that has the Sphinx that we just talked about what is it ages three and up right so that's mm. a, the exclusive ages three and up they're out of Canada 
and they charge they charge Canadians U.S. pricing, but they're in Canada. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but but it's because the because Hasbro Hasbro or whoever it is charges U.S. pricing for them to get it, so they have to pass that along. So it looks like they they manufacture their bricks in several locations around the world. Denmark, of course, Hungary, Mexico, and now in China. Yeah, but so, what is the what is the distributor like? Who who distributes the product? Well, I I'm I'm assuming Lego distributes it. I mean, it, for the longest time, it's only made in Denmark. Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Doesn't say anything about distribute distribution, only manufacturing. So I mean, he has one close because you guys, you guys, I don't know if you get a better deal on third-party stuff, but you get it sooner, right? Because you guys are closer to China. Has that been your experience, Mark? Um, well, as far as releases go, um, it's been really odd. We've, in some cases, we have gotten like sets and stuff a bit earlier. But generally, we don't know. Like it's been, um, it's been, it's been a little hit and miss. We've been able to get them sometimes, um, but then you know, like when the next sort of wave of releases come through, we, we may not get it until after everybody else. No, so that's it's, crazy. It's, it's a bit unusual. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't tend to follow it too closely. Again, being the uh, the collector that doesn't have much of a clue, um, <laughs> I just sort of, I see it, I grab it. So, you know, that's pretty much as, as far as it goes for me. Well, there, were, there was a lot of knowledge that you guys do. <laughs> there was a lot of star, there was a lot of Star Wars sets that I took pictures of um, for the you know, the day after Force Friday. Um, so, yeah, there were there was a lot of new. I, I mean, did you pick any of those up? The any of those new Star Wars sets? Uh, I haven't yet. Um oh. I typically wait because some of the bigger departments around here, department stores do, like, coming up to this time of the year, they'll start doing bigger discounts. Mm. So I'll start getting, like, sort of, uh, I'll do, like, a, a bulk lay-by or lay-away, as you call it. Right. And um, let it sit for a couple of months and pay them off that way. That's cool. And then sort of do, like, bulk, bulk purchases as such. Yeah, I try to, like, anytime I take the pictures, I try to, like, take the price, I try to snap the price shot, you know, the price tag in there, too. So that way you can kind of stare and compare to see what Walmart prices are, you know, versus well, whatever. On average, what you guys are paying sort of $80 for, so your average $80 sets, we're getting between $110 to $120 mm. is what we're paying for the same set. But I did the research. The their dollar is a lot stronger than ours, Lotus, though. So their dollar, it's a dollar of theirs to sixty-eight cents of ours. No, no, it's the right. other way around. It's the other way around. Yeah. Right. So that our, makes our their dollar, dollar is not our as dollar. Strong. Correct. Yeah, their dollar is not as strong. Oh, I see what you're saying. It would take a dollar of theirs to get sixty-eight cents of our. Oh, yeah. Correct. That sucks. Yeah. So oh, that's okay. why that's why I'm, I'm I think really I've confused. always had that backwards. <laughs> no, no, I, I I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I've I purchased from Pop Culture um, many times because it was actually the the U.S. dollar was so strong, um, and Pop Culture has you know really good you know they have really good pricing sometimes on some of their 
uh, like, you know, hot toys and statues and all kinds of stuff. They, it's like, it's like, it's like BBTS, but in Australia, it's a huge, uh, it's huge, like pop culture, uh, dot AU, I believe it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever ordered from them, Mark? Pop, pop culture? Um, I don't believe so. I think it's no. popculture.au. Um, I, yeah, I they, have heard. Yeah. It, it's, it's really good. And they, like, like they have really, really good packing and, you know. But, yeah, I, I would order from them because it was actually cheaper for me to uh, ship it from Australia to here uh, with the discount. Plus, they give you these these pop culture pennies that like it's like like uh points you know that you get to you get like money back and stuff so but yeah it's uh i just don't understand why you know it's all based upon like u.s pricing you know for this stuff well and that just may be what we're seeing or something too you never know but all right. Well, there's a uh, there's some uh, down under lessons for us. Uh, next up, toy news. Next studio series has been leaked through a Walmart computer. Believe it or not. Um, so we're getting a deluxe Roadbuster, which I'm excited about. Uh, Shatter and Jet Mode. Uh, Jeep Bumblebee, which I'm excited about, and a leader class overlord, which will be needed for my for my uh, Devastator that I'm trying to do. So only one one skip here, unless that Roadbuster doesn't turn out to be anything, because um, I could I always lose track of what those what the wreckers were in that movie and which ones got deluxes and which ones got human alliance versions and that kind of shit i really just want a set of all three of them and i know the deluxe you could have done it if you got that target exclusive one that was only not target exclusive but the the guy that was the target car that was an exclusive in japan but yeah yeah, um, I, I didn't even realize Roadbuster was in the movie. <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't associate with, you know. I mean, the movies are fun to watch. I just don't, I don't know what the characters are. Yeah, well, they take such liberties with them. You know, Bay was just like, Bay was like, I just, don't, I don't give a fuck about the history of all of this. He's kind of like, what names do we have? And I'm sure Hasbro had a hand in that too to keep their copyrights alive, you know, keep their trademarks. So, I mean, th- these aren't movie. These you're saying these are movie figures? Yeah. This this Roadbuster is a the, movie figure. Yeah. Do you remember the second movie where was it the second movie uh, where they had the three car brothers, the three racing cars, and they would go all Mad Maxed out with guns mm-hmm. and everywhere on them. Roadbuster, I believe, was the green one of those. Okay. All right. So, but I feel you. That's that's kind of uh, that's kind of how I feel about. entire movie series overall but i there are characters i love from g1 and because i'm that 
ridiculous sucker collector where I, I'm not good like Peter, where he just wants the ultimate edition of every character. Like he doesn't he doesn't want G1 Transformers because those aren't the ultimate versions of those characters. I need to have all versions of a character I like. So Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like a problem. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prime One Studios releases a color version or a color picks of their uh Bumblebee movie Soundwave and Ravage for that point. Uh and I dig it. The Ravage looks dope. Um I don't like how the Ravage is in laser beak colors, but I, I assume that's the way it was in the Bumblebee movie. Statue companies are usually going for accuracy here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I, it's it's just amazing to me. And again, it goes with that character collecting thing that you release. So, what would this statue run? Do you have it? Um, this this one will probably be around. I'm guessing. Twelve ninety nine, yeah, like twelve ninety nine. Oh wow! So probably. this one at the the pricier ones for mm-hmm. what, like a second and a half. It's in the movie for like a second and a half, and that's it. Yeah. So I mean, it's insane. I got, like I say, if I had endless funds, I'm a prime, a bumblebee, and a soundwave collector. So I'd probably have all three of these fucking statues if money was not an option or obstacle. So. Yeah, I, I I know a guy in uh, in the statue group that um, literally has every single every single Transformer statue from Prime One, you know, oh, and man. it's just it's a really cool looking display. I just so it's not just that you're buying these statues, you're also buying very expensive cabinets to put this stuff <laughs> inside of, and that's what yeah. people don't realize. Like even if you even if you're talking about like you know, a custom built cabinet is thousands of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. uh, those Maju cases are by the time you, you start putting them together. Yeah. They're, they're 300 bucks a pop, but then you, you build a wall of them and now you just spent $3,000, you know? So <laughs> yeah. these people who are collecting at a, at a high level like that, you know, are, are taking up, you know, actual physical real estate inside their homes for these large format statues, you know? So, I mean, for me, you know, I'm very selective with my statue collecting, um, and just transformers just never, they just never did it for me, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, to me, it always, it was, it's it's always tough buying any Transformer that doesn't transform, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I... And I I'm pluck. talking about, like, a $35 snap model kit, you know, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, so. I, I mean, I, I spent, you know, I spent the, you know, the uh, thousand bucks on Prime, the Ultimate Prime, and I'm very happy with that. Um, and then I have the Ultimate, you know, uh, Ultra Magnus, which was 1100 bucks. So, I mean, I spent money. Those are action... Those are highly articulated action figures. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the truth is they just sit there like a statue, you know. Well, that's a, I mean, that's what's so funny is I'm like, I never buy statues, but that's what my toys do. A Transformer gets transformed uh, both ways. He gets posed and he gets put on a shelf. 
So he's like my version of a statue because he'll never move again. Like I very rarely will pull something off the shelf and transform it again. It's that experience. And then it's a display piece. I think most of us, I think most of us who collect do the same thing. You know, Uh, we, we, we very seldom, you know, leave the transformers in alt mode. You know, we, we want that robot presence, you know, yeah. we, we want it in robot mode. So that's why I'm kind of a little sad that, you know, that action toys isn't probably going to make any more of the ultimate figures, you know, because even though they were on that upper end, you know, when, when they started making those back in like, I think it was like 2013 when that prime came out, you know, the statues really, there really wasn't a whole lot of statues at that time. Megatron from Prime 1 was actually their first statue, um, the movie Megatron, Revenge of the Fallen. And uh, there there really wasn't, there wasn't any real high-end stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why that, fa- I think that's why it failed, you know? And then Just they, a they, little too ahead of was, their time. It was too ahead of their time. And, and you know, and then they, they, they did Ultra Magnus where, they basically just used the prime body, painted it white, and then just molded a whole bunch of armor pieces to put on top of it. Um, and still, even even that figure, I feel, was still kind of a little bit ahead. But if they were, if Ultimetal was around now, I really feel they would be successful because they there there's actual people that are spending like high amounts of money you know, to buy statues these days. And, yeah, you know, I mean, we're, it, we're evolving, right? I mean, I don't like, know. We I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I think, don't, I, I don't know. Maybe we're, maybe we're just being careless with our money. You know, we're, we're spending <laughs> a lot of money, you know, on, on, on these, I mean, even look, look at Unicron, you, you know, I, I don't think that, I don't think Unicron would have, sold in 2013 because you know 2000 you know 2011 through 2013 that was we were still in our chug phase you know yeah yeah and and, you know we're we we were we were we were just finding deals on you know ten dollar deluxes and stuff you know i i I don't know i i just uh well i think the third party market really they they set the expectation that, hey, people are willing to pay $600 for a combiner, you know? And so I think that kind of set the expectation where if you're going to, if you're going to collect, this is what level you need to be at. Whether again, and and like you say, the hope is, is that everybody's doing it responsibly. I'm not, but hopefully other people are where you're not, you're not spending what you should be putting into your 401k on a $600 transformer, yeah. you know, and that kind of shit. But I think people are just like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I could get this, you know, this Minasaur, this masterpiece Minasaur, or I could get a Unicron. They're about the same price, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, no, I, I feel that we've all, become desensitized to the amount of money that we're spending on our collections. And I don't, I don't know if that's really a good thing, you know, it, it's not, you should track your spending. It, it'll scare you. No, I, no, I mean, no, I mean, I track, I track my spending. I'm no, just saying, no, yeah. I, I'm just saying that, um, 
even if you track your spending, I think that we've become desensitized. So, yeah, I don't know if that comes with the, the age. You know, you talk about the 20-year nostalgia gap. So, you know, you're talking about the 80s. So that would put us into the 2000s where people started like wanting to collect and they have that expendable income. Well, now we're we're 10, 15 years past that. And hopefully if you're you're going right with your career, you're you're moving up. You should have more expendable income again. And especially if you're like me, where I I do low end collecting, I buy retail, I, I buy things that are cheap and I'm running out of space. So you're, you're shifting from that running out of space and and maybe you're you're collecting is just like Bobby always says, like, I mean, if you were to see my desk right now, I have 100 action figures on an L shaped desk, like mm-hmm. 100 and mm-hmm. so they're just, I mean, it, it literally, while they're all standing and they're all in a pose, it literally lo- just looks like a, a pile of action figures. So, yeah, this isn't where I want my display to be, you know, but again, I'm not doing this wisely. So I think I think people are just starting to understand there's a limited amount of space in this world. You know, if you want to have something you're really proud of, yeah, maybe you're selling off your entire three and three quarter action figure collection to buy a, a couple nice statues or, you know, to buy some higher end six inch figures or whatever. But yeah. all right. Off the high horse. Um I don't think I don't think it's a high horse at all. I think it's a I think it's a good discussion to kind of bring awareness because sometimes I feel we, you know, like I said, if I plop down two thousand dollars on a statue, I don't even know if that was a wise decision, you know. Yeah. So I, I just think we should all keep that in the back of our minds that, you know, this stuff can be this stuff is expensive, you know, and I think we've we put that in the back of our minds and we need to, you know, really understand the, you know, the value of, of our hard earned money and, and what we're doing with it. I agree. I agree. Especially being laid off I, again. I would, I would argue. <laughs> I, so I would, I would argue though that um, my circumstances are slightly different, but I think the excitement of collecting when you've got that disposable income hits you, you roll with it. And then I think you get to that point where, yeah, you realize space becomes an issue <laughs> or you look at it and go, why? <laughs> um, and I think in some cases, a lot of people start to do that. Um, they start to, I guess, focus the collection a little more, you know, get rid of some of the clutter, get rid of some of the excess. And as you said, get rid of some to buy one piece or um as uh, as Peter does, you know, he buys the ultimate version of each one, so he sells off to fund that side of it. So I think a lot of it gets dictated on space. Um, maybe as you get a bit older, maybe a little wiser. I won't say completely, but maybe mm. just a little bit, um, and you refocus. Like my collecting now um, is definitely a lot more focused than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was sort of at the peak of just wanting to have everything. Yeah, I mean, even I'm the same way. While I still want all these different versions of focus characters or focus scenes or whatever, like, I mean, I, I have definitely seen me, like, 
it doesn't matter that this figure is two dollars on clearance you know it doesn't fit with things so i don't buy it because that that was my crutch uh back when was i just bought anything that was cheap like oh my god if it's 50 percent off or more i'm gonna buy that you know and that was a bad decision so hopefully getting a little wiser there well that's, that's it I, I find now i buy a lot more um especially on the lego front um buying bulk lots of stuff mm-hmm. and then getting rid of getting rid of stuff that i don't require that doesn't sort of fit with what i'm doing i guess so, hey all but don't but don't you find it hard to get rid of stuff though like you know like to sell stuff like i find it's really hard to sell stuff these days you know sell something yeah and to deal with customer service yeah to to deal with exactly exactly yeah so well i've been using the um uh for the few things i've been getting rid of i've actually found using the facebook groups to be a lot easier to deal with than for instance ebay and stuff like that yeah yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people are doing that. They're using the apps like LetGo and Facebook and, you know, stuff like that, I guess. Well, like I said, I, I found it really easy with the Facebook groups, obviously, or with the buy and sell groups and stuff like that. Once you're sort of a member, um, once you sort of get the ball rolling with certain people, they'll actually um, say, you know, oh, what else you got? What else you got? So you can sort of, you know, you list one thing, you end up selling six things to the one person. It's easier to just have a meet somewhere, hand it over. I mean, it looks a little shady meeting in a car park to hand over bags of Lego for cash and stuff, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people people sit there and they watch you as you lift the boot open and they're watching what you're doing. So, you know, it's going to it's gonna be a new episode of Cops later, you know, people selling Lego at the boot of your car and stuff. So, <laughs> But I've, I, I've found it to be a lot easier. Even just dealing with the people in general, I've found um because on ebay I, I stopped using ebay because i started dealing with um people that uh, i don't know they, they, they knew what they were talking about but it was just a constant try to get you down in price yeah you know uh whereas with the groups that i've been selling through the stuff i've been selling the prices have been as rock said last week i keep them reasonable i'm not giving it away it's pretty reasonable for the most part people might see if you want to drop five or ten bucks which isn't a big deal but I haven't had, I haven't run into that expectation of people going, oh, I'll give you ten bucks for something you've got listed for a hundred, you know. So, but again, that's just my experience with it so far. Obviously, it does vary. Yeah, and when you can get involved in local groups, it helps quite a bit. I mean, I've I've seen local groups here where people are scalping and stuff like that, but I've also seen ones where they shut it down, and they're like, this is to help each other out and that kind of thing and uh even one group started having toy swap meetups you know where they find like this last one was at a comic shop that has some extra space inside so people just show up and you set up a table like at a toy show but the whole point is to swap not to sell and of course you can buy and sell and that kind of shit too if you don't want to do that but yeah, if you can get into the local groups, people can see what they're getting. There's no, there's no, hey, it came damaged. There's no fucking, you know. And I think a big thing is, is if you're on a local group, it's even more, more in your face that you should be trying to rip people off. They 
see your Facebook account. I mean, people can always ghost accounts and stuff like that, but yeah, I think it's always better to do stuff in person. Um, Takara Tomi Raiden project announced. So, uh, in Japan, they're going to be doing an exhibition called a railway, a railway story in the sky. Um, and it's going to be involving several companies, including Takara Tomi that are going to reveal a, what's, what was the quote here? A Raiden project for the event. So we don't know what this project is. Um, people are, you know, not people. The story is speculating. Is it a reissue of the G1 toy? A, a, a generation select toy? Is it going to be masterpiece? Um, I was going to say, if you're going to do masterpiece, trains would probably be one of the easiest things to do a masterpiece with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I'm a Raiden fan, not because I was ever exposed to it nostalgically. Um, so I wasn't ever exposed as a kid, but I love the concept of this very specific thing to Japan at the time was their railway system and having like different types of trains and stuff like that. It's very specific to Japan and, and it's it, still. I, it's it's still a big thing. I mean, yeah, the, no, the, yeah. the trains that they build are amazing. They have exactly. like amazing. I watched a whole documentary on the whatever the the Japan Channel the other day. There's a <laughs> there's a channel that's just like J- Japanese news, but it's in English. And uh, yeah, they they had this whole thing on like these really fast trains that they're building. They're always like improving the technology, and these are really awesome trains. Yeah, I mean, there. Uh, I saw some picture of them prepping for the next big typhoon, that, or they had just had a big typhoon, or there's the prep for it before it came in, and they showed, like, one of those bullet train stations and just, like, you know, 12 tracks running parallel to one yep. another, you know, all of them with these amazing, like, Raiden style futuristic trains, but that that's what they use there, you know. Yep. So, um, so yeah, it'll be cool to see what comes of that, if anything. Uh, third party news: we get uh, uh, not just well, these are color shots, but this is also up for pre-order that I just saw. Uh, Mech fans, toys. Flame Commander or Rodimus Prime, as it would be. Um, really cool coming with a Target Master. Uh, so, doing the, it's not an all in one. They're doing the base uh, commander style thing where his little Winnebago turns into that. So, in essence, you also do get a hot rod if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, looks amazing. Again, I just can't can't bring myself to spend $60 on a fucking three inch toy. It's, we talked about people like, you know, people getting used to spending more and people are all over these legends. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah. But Mac fans toys is the cheap one. They're the ones that come out 20 bucks. 
No, that's the problem. Is this is this is like their their original mold, and when they oh. do this, I mean, you can really see you can really see what the tooling and all that you know, or whatever the engineering costs and stuff like that. Because even this company that has been known for making knockoffs, like even this is like sixty bucks. I'm almost positive. <laughs> I think it was TF Source that I saw that it was available for pre-order. The, can, can you imagine like the 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 discussion? They're like, "Wow, you know, we uh, when we actually build something of our own, it costs a lot of money. We, we need to <laughs> we need to go back to just knocking people off." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, it's not available there yet. Maybe it's not up for pre-order yet, but but I guess you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. These are even some of the, well, and I don't know which ones are knockoffs and which ones aren't, but so, uh, but yeah, I guess I'd be curious. Maybe somebody will listen to the show and say, Hey dummies, it's for pre-order right here. And yeah, it's only 30 bucks. Uh, but yeah, it looks good. Um, I just got in a Papa toys, uh, knockoff of, of perfect effects. So it's a, up, so perfect effects was little tiny tiny guys and the, they upscaled them to be more in this legends class and uh man with coupon and shipping from china 22 bucks for that thing and it is just the quality is fucking spectacular but again it's a complete knockoff of perfect effects you know engineering so yeah, on eBay the Chinese sellers are selling this for fifty bucks, free shipping. So yeah, you're right. It's a it's a fifty dollar figure. Mm. That's a good place to look. I always forget about eBay. Actually, here's so. one for forty five. <laughs> yeah, so for between forty five and fifty, free shipping is is what it uh, what it's gonna go for. Well, and if you can catch the guy that's about to rip people off but hasn't ripped them off yet <laughs> you can get it super cheap uh if you get if you get into that like little nah, niche it's, it's not it's not <laughs> worth your time baba bobo baba bobo's got it for 44 dollars and 64 cents he's super reliable i would definitely just order from baba bobo Okay, let me. I need to bring this up because you keep mentioning that, and I keep not taking it down. I order all my all my. How do you spell it? Baba Bobo. B A B A B O B O. Baba Bobo zero zero. Just like it sounds like. Yeah, Baba Bobo zero zero seven one two. If you just yeah, if you just. Yeah, I just I searched Baba Bobo and it said recommended Baba Bobo 0712. Yeah, he's he's he has his own website as well. You can go to uh, I don't know what it is. It's Baba Bobo. If you just Google Baba Bobo, you'll find all of his stuff. But yeah, it's uh, he's super reliable. This is the only seller. This one in NetClow. NetClow is over uh, 20,000 with a 99.8. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and this is his this is his second account. His first one actually got shut down. eBay shut it down for some reason, so he had wow. to start all over. He was off eBay for a, a long time, so this time he learned and he actually opened up his own direct website now in case something happens with eBay. So, but yeah, he's super reliable and he ships super fast. I, I got my uh, Insecticons from him. The remember uh, the the whatever I bought. I forgot the the. New Age? Yeah. New New Age Insecticons? And what'd you pay with shipping? 50, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, because yeah, that was the best price I found from a reliable yeah. dealer. So that's good. Okay. The so the other the other seller I would recommend is Netclow. You might want to favor him too. N E T C L O W. Netclow. C L O W. All right, hold on, let me. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, NetCloud doesn't do a whole lot with pre-orders, where Baba Bobo will do the pre-order. NetCloud, he seems to, he he gives you a really good price, but it's only when the stuff is in stock. Oh, okay. So he has like a different business model. Like he waits for the stuff to get in stock. Um, And he says N-E-T, what was it? N-E-T? C-L-O-W, NetCloud. Okay. Yeah, N E T C L O W. Yeah, eBay doesn't recommend the seller when you do that search, but yeah, I'll just keep that up there and search by seller. Yeah, because that was crazy. The Baba Boo Boo, like I just searched that and it actually recommended him as a seller. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't care. I don't care if sellers recommend it or not. It doesn't. I've never even. <laughs> no, never no, even I, that was even there. no, I. No, I'm talking about. Uh, because obviously there's no name of products called Baba Boo Boo. Okay. And so it says no items found, but here's this seller. It's not recommending. Uh, it. It's I just gotcha. saying here's a seller called Baba Boo Boo 00712 or whatever it was. But with the net cloud, it didn't do that. But gotcha. not that that's a big deal. Everybody knows or everybody should know how to search by seller if you don't. Look it up um lego takedowns so uh we saw this earlier this year with lepin the the biggest uh lego ko company of probably of all time uh now lego is targeting 3d and diy sites as well and you know it's they're not going after the compatible guys. They're not going after BrickLink or stuff like that. They're going after people that say, hey, this is a Lego blah, 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 you know. Um, but and the the one reason there's not a lot of good information about like what was going on specifically with these takedowns, but what this article does have is a great explanation of trademark, a great explanation of why companies have to pursue trademark infringement, and a good explanation of like the different ways that you can use IP and copyrighted terms in your advertising for your product. So if you were thinking about doing something, there's ways to avoid getting takedowns and cease and desist from these larger companies. And, and either way, don't be mad at them. This is, they may not give a shit. They may see, I mean, transformers Hasbro may see third party as helping them as continuing to keep the interest in the brand there, but they have to do stuff or it can, they can lose their trademarks because they're not going after people. So good, brief article on kind of the uh, basics of trademark and infringement and parody and blah, blah, blah. Um, And then uh, Action Force is back. So talking about something that is not a trademark issue because they actually stole the trade, not stole, but they got the trademark uh, because Asbro didn't renew it. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually listened to. Um, I, I was working on my car and uh, actually listened to. I don't know, like five uh, "What's on Joe Mind" episodes, and uh, oh, yeah, nice. it's yeah, it, it's really good. I mean, the only thing I kind of would, I mean, obviously they've been doing this for a long time, but the sound effects, like, oh I, yeah, I just the sound effects are annoying to me. See, and I always wanted to do that. Going back to IHN, uh, CJ, he's on the group. He's uh, one of the founding members of that podcast. I always love their soundboards. And and even if it's just like the price is right, like, you know, like I've always dug that and I've always wanted to do it for the show. But I'm glad I'm yeah. glad to know that you don't like it. So I don't pursue it. I wouldn't. Want no, to. I mean, sound effect. Yeah. I mean, like they, they <laughs> use they use like the uh, they, they use the eBay, uh, the eBay thing where it sounds like someone bought something from you. Oh, the notification. So, oh, like the so, ching or the whatever. The ching. <laughs> so I like I I'm working on my car and I'm like, "Oh, oh, uh, maybe someone bought." <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't realize they do it. So yeah, so I'm just like and then they just kept on doing it. I I just it didn't even it didn't even really it didn't mesh with what they were talking about. So I was a little confused as to why those sounds were there. Now, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was actually someone on the panel who had their phone on that sold something on eBay, you know, but, uh, they, they did have other sound effects throughout some of the other episodes. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think, uh, I think the conversation is, is good. Um, you know, but yeah, I actually listened to like five episodes and one of the episodes was talking about the, uh, action force. They had the action force guy on there. This is, God, I, I think this is just the second time they've tried to do it. Uh, last time, as far as I know, they got pretty close. Yeah, it was like $100,000 they, they got. It was like $93,000 that he got the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, and so, yeah. Oh, and seeing the guy wanted from the last one is now an add-on. And now they're saying that they're... Your base pledge does not include add-on figure. Oh, see, that's a little annoying. But anyways, they're they're doing good already. Um, it's only a couple days into this, I believe. I don't know how many days they started. They still have 28 days left. They've got 56,000 of their 99,000 goal. So there you go. That you're probably at, or not probably. You're right, Lotus. That they they got. Yeah, right so around a hundred thousand. That's why they lowered their goal to what they got last time. Yeah, it was like ninety three thousand or something. Like it, I don't know what their goal was, but I just remember a number of ninety three thousand that you know people pledged. Yeah, and seeing that sucks. The guy that I wanted from the last one is now now they're calling it. Yeah, uh, interesting. Anyways. Uh, still a great thing to back. I mean, the figures are amazing. These are six inch, uh, six inch military style figures. Of course, they're, they're doing some things that might look familiar to us on here. So, uh, please take a look at that and back that. Um, 
store room. So Ollie's has gotten a deluge of Star Wars product as of late. Um, this article specifically, again, this is uh, Jedi Temple Archives, uh, tends to concern themselves more with the health of the collecting community as opposed to, hey, here's some great deals at Ollie's kind of posts. Uh, so this story, if it loads here, mine's not loading. There's a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, so this story talks more about the concern about how much stuff is going to be at Ollie's. And yeah, I mean, that the last six months of Star Wars products just sat, just sat on shelves. So there's no way, there's no way that there's not just you know, if you saw a case of vintage collection figures sitting on your shelves for six months, there was six months worth of figures stacked behind those that never even got to that store. So let's uh, let's let's analyze this a little bit. Um, let's look at the the these pictures here. So the first picture actually says Star Wars R1 Vin Jin Urso. And then a little bit lower, it says Star Wars E5 Vin Rebel Soldier Hoth. These are full cases of yeah, the same so, figure. That's odd to me. Well, they started doing that, especially right. Especially but that was like, But that wasn't normally for Target and Walmart. I'm trying to figure out yeah. why. So that was no, only I for agree. that. Was that direct? Where, uh, where you could previews, previews, and like you say, Entertainment Earth. Yeah. It, was, it was only for distributors. It wasn't for big box. Right. So what does this tell us? Well, yeah. This that, tells, yep. This tells a little bit of a story here that the solid case figures didn't go so well. And somehow they dumped, I don't know who, if it's, I don't know how that works. If, I mean, I just don't understand why like entertainment earth would, would dump that kind of product you know that doesn't sound right yeah well i mean the the solid case got introduced because no one could find the army builders they wanted or no one could find the hard to find figures that they wanted so hasbro said fine we're gonna do solid case packs well the problem is is when you don't release a, a solid case pack until pegs are already clogging like no one's going to buy a solid no no online store is going to buy a solid case pack if someone can go to target and buy that figure you know like online stores want a solid case pack of a figure they can mark up five bucks because it's hard to find in stores you know mm, that yeah, i don't know i just i don't so you know when i do my little saturday walking around i don't see a whole lot of star wars carded three and three quarter figures like you know yeah i don't see like there maybe maybe there's a peg but that's about it like we're not talking about a wall of star wars anymore we're talking about like maybe a peg maybe two pegs but see that peg has almost every figure in that right. way Right. You would. know, so yeah. yeah. So and that and those peg or two have been sitting there for six months. So if there was somebody that really wanted that Hoth Trooper, they would have bought it from that peg instead yeah. of 
buying it from a online store where they have to meet some minimum for free shipping or they have to, you know, that kind of shit. So does this mean that Hasbro will stop the idea of solid case figures? I my assumption is hell yes. Okay. I haven't okay. seen any I haven't seen any of them solicited through Entertainment Earth okay. in a long time. Gotcha. Transformers, because Transformers was one of them too, like the Refractor. They were saying, we're going to do solid case packs of those. Mm -hmm. I never saw that, you know, so. Okay. And shit, for some reason, I can't pull up the site, so I can't see the other photos right now. Yeah, it was was pretty much just, uh, you know, it was pretty much just the Jyn or so, and then there was some other... I can't tell, or the names are upside down on those other ones. But yeah, there was a, a Luke's uh, Land Speeder. Uh, there's a whole bunch of those. Looks like there was some uh, Black Series statues. The one with uh, Ray on top of a rock. Oh yeah, the ones um, where you're supposed. They have pegs for your yes. normal figures, but that that yeah, is like it's a called the centerpiece. Yeah, it's yeah, called the centerpiece yeah. collection. I mean that was that's marked down to twelve ninety nine and then the looks like thirteen ninety nine for the the land speeder. Yeah, and that oh thirteen oh that's pretty good for that land speeder because yeah I mean I I had seen it as low as like sixteen to seventeen um, because yeah that's a that's a one twelfth scale vehicle and figure for thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. Again, one of those things where it just has no place in my collection. I have that. I have the figure already, so I have just no place for something. I don't care about that vehicle whatsoever. So even being that cheap, I never bought it. Um, the next link is the same link as before, so well, that's the, not going to help. The next link is the... Uh... TVC Wave 24 located at Target. Yeah. Oh, it isn't the... Oh, but it's the same site. So you're able to get to Jedi Temple Archives. and Yeah, so it's a picture. uh, Yeah, it says, uh, found uh, the vintage collection Wave 24 located at Target in Arizona. Uh, And it shows a picture of the Sith Trooper, the red one. And like I said, I, I thought I saw this at Best Buy, like the Force Friday when I was looking around so it was a red sith trooper and it looked just like this but it's the jump trooper was what was available on force friday it's got a jetpack on its back and the helmet is a little flayed out at the bottom but you're right it looks it looks just like it besides those two things okay and then there's a yeah and then there's another another shadow trooper shadow yeah it's a black yeah it's a black hair i don't know what yeah so yeah, so that's um, that's that. That's all that was on there. So, so and the significance of that is, so the the first wave launched just on Triple Force Friday a couple weeks ago, and we're already seeing the next wave because that, that the the problem with these Force Fridays is you would see that product sit on it would sell out real quick that first night. And then you would see the peg warmers and the remnants of it for a couple months afterwards, and we wouldn't get anything new. So hopefully this is a signal that Hasbro is is changing the, the way this works. Like launch it with that first wave in smaller numbers 
let them get bought up and get the next wave out there to keep the excitement up. That's what I'm hoping this is signifying. So, um, and then the one I really wanted to go about, and luckily I can get to Facebook here so I can look at these is Ed Arndt's impromptu visit to uh, Galaxy's Edge. So Ed is in our Facebook group. To be able to look at these, you'll need to be part of our Facebook group. It's closed, but just ask to ask to join and, and you're in. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of click through these and, and take a look at some of the stuff here. Uh, the cool thing about Galaxy's Edge is this isn't just a bunch of retail stuff that they shoved into a fancy gift shop. Like they have hundreds of things that are are exclusive to the parks and and ver and things you could never do in retail stores in my opinion like it's got to be kind of like part of this whole thing and uh the first thing up we get is the degeric table uh which is their you know version of chess it also has a checkers version on the back and then of course if you have pieces that could be a chess set um but it looks like a playable game which is kind of cool uh we get a little spider creature which this could <laughs> uh which that could be uh no it doesn't look like i was gonna say a bomar monk maybe but um so he's got videos of some of the stuff pictures of just the ridiculous amount of products that they have at this gift store you know things you have never and will never see in retail stores and if you're you know again for for lotus probably not as exciting mark you probably get a little bit of feels from this stuff because it's basically very obscure things from the movies um have you had a chance to click through this post mark did you look at it when he first posted it i didn't have a look but yeah no i've again not being the big star wars collector but there's always something you can find in stuff like that like stuff you can't find in a normal retail environment mm -hmm. if you're at a at, if you're at a at a theme park or whatever there's always something you want to bring home that's specific to that so you know i wouldn't put it past picking up a few things just for that side of it as I say, anything that punches you in the feels and, and, and gets that reaction, why not? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, some cool action figure exclusives here that we've covered in the past, um, but just lots of stuff. And I've watched, I've watched uh, videos from Pixel Dan. Um, a lot of their stuff, like their lightsaber building event um what was the other one their droid building so they sell these 200 lightsabers and they sell these hundred dollar remote controlled droids but it's this like whole event it's like you make reservations and you go and it's like this whole like you are a jedi making your lightsaber and all this kind of stuff it, it's it's just really cool how immersive they've made this Thing in the park and uh god god willing that i have a job we're really looking forward to doing this next year that's for sure that's but, what makes that sort of stuff special though like when you go to the park 
um, yeah, when you're on when you're on holidays, you know, you, you're allowed to do something silly. You're allowed to sort of overspend on that. And you know, if you go on a Galaxy Edge, why not get yourself a lightsaber or something? Yeah, well, it, no? it definitely. It definitely convinced me. I mean, because that's what I, I've never been on a vacation where I didn't worry about money. I, we've never been on a vacation where we didn't stay at like the cheapest place to stay or, you know, look for coupons for everything we're doing. And so this next year, the our visit, uh, Mrs. McFavorite has said, this is going to be the vacation where we don't worry about money. And so... We've been we we had been saving for it <laughs> up until a couple of weeks ago, um, and we'll continue to do so. Yeah, uh, a lot of this stuff that Ed found was just absolutely amazing. So again, especially if you're part of the group, check out the link, go to the show notes, uh, click through. If you're not part of the group, just ask to join. I'll, we'll let you in. We even we even put out an an announcement post welcoming you. We're we're very friendly here, um, so we'd love to see you in the group. We'll take a break and we'll be back with online motherfuckers. Peace. 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 Imperial stormtroopers injured FX7. I'll save him. From Kenner's Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back collection, action figures each sold separately. Chewbacca's hurt too. FX7 has eight movable arms. The medical droid did it! You saved me, Rebel Soldier. Why? When the Force is with you, your duty is to do good. FX7, Rebel Soldier, Imperial Stormtrooper, and Chewbacca. Action figures each sold separately from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection from Kenner. All right, guys. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead and get into what is our largest section just all the time now is online so companies not really putting out a lot of stuff until it's ready for you to buy kind of thing uh first up reaction turtles and what caught my eye on this is now we talked about this on the last show that reaction went from like 9.99 to being 14.99 and now the fucking turtles are 17.99 for five for five point of articulation, most of the time crappy artwork, carded figures, and I just like whew. what what I what I wanted to say about this is specifically in relation to the pizza box um, uh, turtles, you know, where it has the four turtles, you know, in a pizza box, each on a slice of pizza, and it's you know eighty nine ninety nine. What 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 bothers me about this is um, I, I know someone who went to SDCC and actually waited in line for this. Uh-huh. And I just think it's really a kick in the pants, you know? I, I just don't understand how you can say it's an SDC exclusive and then have a pre order for it like yeah. a couple couple months later. Like Yeah, and and I agree, like Super 7, their exclusives are usually always available after the show. And so, yeah, it gets to that point. Like, where is it that you just have leftovers? And where is it that you're just ordering an extra 5,000 so you can sell them through BBTS? You I don't know. know. I, I, I would just I be just... upset. I'd just be upset if I wasted time in line, you know, where I could have been doing something else 
kind of thing. You know, it, yeah. it's just it, for one, it's it doesn't make it exclusive. So take the word exclusive out of there. Um, mm-hmm. And then number two, you're just wasting my time. You know, the whole purpose of going SDCC is, you know, the the experience and, you know, the to get the exclusives. And now exclusives yeah. don't mean anything. You know, so I, don't know, I just think that I think it's wrong. And, and because of that, I would never support Super 7. See, that's good. That's that's Mrs. McFavor to a T. She she lives her life on principle. And I I kind of unfortunately live my life on what's easiest and what's best for me. And it's kind of a shitty way to live. But, you know, um, I feel you and and I support people that are willing to s- take a stance like that and be like fuck no you know like this company and it is it's it's out to make a buck you know like this is like don't get it twisted super seven may be like we make the stuff we grew up with and that we love and we always wanted to see but we're definitely going to make a fucking dollar off of it you know kind of thing so a uh, ton of reaction figures coming our way, though, especially some obscure shit like Space Cadet Raphael, uh, Undercover Donatello, um, some uh, tertiary characters, Baxter and April. Uh, I do dig the Rocksteady figure. I'm a Rocksteady fan. But again, the artwork is crappy, man. I'm like, I really wish they would just license the vintage artwork for stuff like this. Um, we're going to get to, uh, we'll get to a Motu story here in just a little bit where I'm going to really rail on this. Because, yeah, one, I'm not going to pay $18 for that fucking figure. Two, I might pay $18 if the fucking card art in, was better and I could just leave it on a card. But, yeah, that shit's not happening. You know who's uh, you know who's a, a rock study uh, fan? Uh, Joe. You know Joe. Oh, Joe, Joe Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, he's a oh, he's a yeah. He I watched uh, on his YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's it's Joe Rhino uh, his YouTube channel. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I just watched him actually. Uh, he took a vintage figure that he was. I guess he was gifted the figure somehow, and the only mm-hmm. contingency was that uh, he would open it. So he opened it up on camera and it was a uh, school. It was a rock study, but yeah, he has a whole collection of rock studies. Yeah. He released that video like the day right before I got laid off, I think. So I haven't watched YouTube since I got laid off. I've been catching up on my regular TV now that I'm at home. So I'll have to watch that, which makes sense. Hey, Joe Rhino, I would imagine he'd be a rock study fan. So yeah. that's dope. Uh, I mean, he could could just like, you know, rhinoceroses. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, if you call yourself Joe Rhino, I would imagine he doesn't not like rhinoceroses. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, yeah, (laughs) he could just. Yeah, but I mean, just because Rocksteady is a hybrid, you know, I mean, it could it could all be because of Rocksteady that maybe that's why he came up with his name. I mean, you know, you do you think he goes around putting rhinoceros stickers on his car. I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it, maybe not, but 
you know, to my affinity for animals, I will buy something just because it's a rhinoceros or I will buy something just because it's a stegosaurus. So well, rhinos, maybe, rhinos are rhinos are pretty badass. I mean, they'll they'll kill you. I, I agree. <laughs> I've, I watched enough of that. Uh, those Jack Hanna, uh, you know, on, on like on Sunday mornings, they, they have those uh, Jack Hanna. I think the other the other guy, I think he died, but they don't play his anymore. But they got the Jack Hanna guy on there on Sundays and he goes out into uh, all different parts of the world and, and shows, you know, these uh, all kinds of animals. But uh, I was watching something on Sunday. They they had uh, they were looking for sloths, and uh, yeah, they found some sloths, and uh, it was pretty cool. They they look cute, but um, yeah. Yeah, I've always identified with a sloth. That was a derogatory name that my friends used to call me. It was, oh, uh, really? Yeah, because it's a they're. Uh, uh, slow moving animals. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. When they actually took them, they actually took one of the sloths out of the tree, and when they put them back in there, because they were like tracking them to make sure they were healthy or something. And uh, when they put them back in the tree, yeah, they, I mean, they move super, super slow. Exactly. Um, let's see. Next up, Toyfinity had a new launch from our uh, friend of the show. Dr. John Kent. Uh, this is another one where he has actually procured these licenses. This is a third party. He owns the license for RoboForce Mortals and Mangalores. Uh, he put out a RoboForce Coptor the Enforcer. So if you're a uh, RoboForce fan, but kind of more in line with the uh, four franchises here, he re-released his Night of Darkness. So this is a uh, Glyos-based figure. So if you're not aware of the Glyos system, look it up from Onel Design. There's tons of independent artists putting out some amazing toys in this system. Uh, so this is a little tiny Darth Vader, and uh, and tiny is right. This guy's probably like three inches tall. You can see he's a little pricey, twenty four bucks. But again, this has to do with the amount of parts that comes with them as well as the custom paint that they do and right before that right before that that they have a darkness soldier solar storm edition and this is actually an homage to the pilot luke outfit um so you can kind of get a good guy and a bad guy in that glio system and have a little battle so i miss that night of darkness um drop it sold out within minutes the last time uh this this uh re-release has stuck around for about a week now so you have a good chance of picking this up by the time the show releases but of course now i don't have the money to do superfluous fun purchases like that but hopefully it'll be re-released sometime where i'll be able to get it um best buy pre-orders so these were revealed during the triple force friday but are not available until november 1st if you weren't aware that's kind of another secondary drop date for um, some Star Wars products. You get the IG-11. So this is uh, the IG robot from the new Mandalorian series that'll be premiering on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mark, do you guys have 
did you guys, I assume you're going to get Disney Plus down there or that it'll be available to you. Will you be uh, subscribing to it? Are you a streaming guy? I will definitely be getting it. Um, I believe we're supposed to be getting it in November. Okay. So, right. Yeah. Ours is November 12th, I think, is when we have access to it here. Yeah, I think we're, we're a bit before that. I think I, rem- I read somewhere it was like early November, so it was like the first or something. I could be wrong, um, but I know nice. we are getting it early November. And yes, I will and definitely be jumping on that. <laughs> I was going to say, with kids, it's almost a no-brainer. Like, I mean, it is literally the babysitter channel, in my opinion. <laughs> Oh, not that you should use older. it that way. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess that's true, but it's got well, a ton I, I, I of Star Wars kids. content. Oh, yeah, look, so, I, I grew up a Disney kid, so I think it's going to be more for me than it is the, the children will be babysitting <laughs> me. But um, no, no, the, my, my daughter, she, uh, we were looking at some of the stuff that's going to be on there, so she, she's excited to get it as well, check out a lot of the old Disney stuff, so. Oh yeah, and I think Lotus, you said you're not interested. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel I would do maybe the binge thing, you know, where I would get it maybe, you know, for, you know, a couple months, and then drop it, kind of a thing. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's really gonna appeal to me anyway. So. Yeah, and we're we're in it for three years, so I I almost feel like you do. Um, but they released their whole lineup, and it is absolutely insane. My my daughter is super excited. I'm gonna plan on catching up on all my Star Wars stuff that I they again stuff that was previously available on Netflix and shit like that. Yeah, I don't know um, if you listen. I don't know if you listen to Toy World Order uh, this past episode but uh yeah they uh, just released on friday yeah Duvall decided to literally read everything that disney (laughs) he read everything and i had to i you know i listened to him for a while and then i just was like this is annoying so (laughs) sorry about that Duvall. uh it was just too much he read every single thing in that list did fucking dave just give him non-stop shit about wanting to do that or while he was doing it i i mean i don't know i mean dave, yeah dave didn't really say too much i mean there was some commentary oh. here and there you know on some of the stuff that dave liked but i guess dave liked, just al- yeah. dave allowed it and i was just like this is just <laughs> annoying like i mean so well good on them for doing it but yeah i mean shit i do i do a list of uh of streaming things so i follow a site called decider that's all about streaming services so each month at the beginning of the month they say hey here's all the new shit coming to these streaming services and it's a list of anywhere from like hbo maybe has 80 things to netflix could have 300 things coming and I do. I copy and paste that list into a reminder every month 
I eliminate everything I want. And I could eliminate a Netflix list of 300 to maybe three things I want to add to my queue when they become available. Because it's not always on the first. It could be the 18th or the 27th or whatever. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do that with this Disney thing. And it took me fucking a half an hour to go through that to just pick out the stuff I wanted to add to the watch list or whatever I, they're going to call it. You know? I, I just want to know something. So, so, so I'm going to get an opinion from Mark because I, I feel, so here's my, you're using a website to figure out what you want to watch or something, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't care. Um, I just do not care about, knowing what is what is out there like i would rather just be flipping through the channels or going through netflix or whatever and just find something i don't know i just don't i don't put that much i don't put effort into you know what i watch yeah i can appreciate that mark mark how do you do streaming is what lotus was asking um oh look you're talking to a guy who makes a list for everything. I have lists <laughs> for the lists. Woo! <laughs> I, like to, I like to be sort of organised because I find if I don't keep track, I forget, miss out, or everything just becomes a shambles. So having an option to see what's coming, like I do it with Netflix, I go in, I'll see what's coming out like this week or next week and just see what shows there are and hit the reminder so I know to watch it. Um, but having said that, I do tend to just sort of flick through as well, but I, I like, I like to know what I'm watching or when and when it's there so I can, you know, um, uh, allocate my time correctly. <laughs> yeah. I just don't put, I just don't put a whole lot of effort into what I watch. Uh, what, how, how do you feel about, uh, watching previews? Do you watch movie previews? And I mean, do you, uh, do, do you ever watch previews? I know, um, uh, I mean, I know slick, you know what what you do, but Mark, what do you? Uh... Um, I'll I'll watch I'll I'll look for previews if there's something I'm interested in watching, and check it out. Um, hmm. I don't I don't sort of allocate time to go through all the new previews and stuff like that. Um, See, I just like I I, just, I don't know I just uh, I just like the element of surprise. Like I don't like watching any kind of movie trailers or movie previews, or I don't like reading about something. You know, a new movie. I just like to experience it for the first time. You know, and well, so I, yeah, I I and I don't I don't read like even like on Netflix. Like I don't read what something is about. I literally just oh, wow. click on it. I click on it and, you know, that's well, it. See, I, that's I, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very different. I'm less about the surprise twist and more about the story that it gets there. So spoilers and that don't really bother me that much. Um, so for me, if I'm interested, okay, good example with books, I usually read the, the last chapter first hmm. and oh then go back God. and read the book. Wow. So if it hasn't <laughs> if it hasn't if it hasn't piqued my interest in that last chapter, the book's going to do nothing for me. But if I get to the end of that chapter and go, "Wow," I go back and read to see how they build the story or how it gets to that point. Hmm. So for me, it's it's less about 
the surprise ending and more about how they build that journey to it, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, I, oh my God. My, my, <laughs> my OCD is just going insane inside of me. But hey, I mean, that's a good point. So Lotus, are, are you saying at least you do like, will you go down to like the what's new section and scroll through it, that kind oh. of stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. yeah. So I mean, I, but just, I just, not I just, just don't like wanna... the recommend screen or something. But you'll actually like scan stuff. But you're not gonna follow a website, build a list, set reminders. I'm not, I'm not on the computer. I'm not on the computer doing this. Uh, what I'm saying yeah. is, if I'm, if I'm on Netflix on my TV, watching Netflix, yeah, I'll go to what's new or whatever, you know. But I'm just going to, if it if the picture that is presented to me, the artwork or whatever the picture that's presented to me or the title, mm-hmm. I'm just going to click on it and I'm going to give it like, now I'll give it like 15 to 30 minutes. And, uh, if, as long as it's, you know, as long as it's okay, I'll keep it running. If not, I'll back out of it. That's it. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah. See, and I would never do that. I like, if I'm going to give something a chance, I watch it for like three episodes. Like that's that's the minimum that I've got to give something to try to prove itself. So, yeah, that's crazy. It's it's cool to see, you know, the the different ways that people do this new world. I mean, it I'm right. Like Slobby Robbie, it only took me 15 minutes to say, hey, this is something interesting. Dryer. Yeah, ah, that's good. Have you done Slobby Robbie, Mark? Uh, no. Oh, no, Mark. Can't, can't say that I have. <laughs> is it is it too American? Is is all that kind of flea market knockoff like luxury '90s stuff? Is that too American? Oh no no no! I mean, I watch I watch all kinds of different things. I just honestly, I just haven't got around to it yet. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, I've got a week off. Maybe I'll um, I'll check it out. <laughs> it's I I mean, what's the first season like? Eight episodes, Lotus or something? Like, I mean, it's a quick. Yeah, it's, I not, I think yeah. I I marathoned it in a day and a half. But um, let's see. Also from the Mandalorian, available November first. Also a Best Buy exclusive is the uh, ATST Raider. So this again is something I'm very excited about, but not not buying until I see the series. Like stuff has got to start resonating with me. I'm done with just buying stuff because it sounds cool or looks cool. Uh, Captain Phasma did that for me. Like I was like, oh my god, they're hyping up this big silver stormtrooper person that was acted by one of my favorite actresses from game of thrones you know all this kind of like everything was put in place for that to be like my new focus character of the i don't you of the 21st century and uh and i held back i bought a couple things and she turned out to be a complete and utter dud through the series and just done you know um flame toys devastator again this has got to be a focus purchase if anything uh, maybe people are uh flame toys collector kit completists or something but 
$90 for a snap-together kit. Oof. Just pricey. I don't know where this art... Is this uh, IDW art? Does it even say in here where this mm. is? Yeah, I don't know. It's just all their stuff yeah. looks the same to me. So I don't know. Yeah. All the Flame Story stuff ha- looks the same. <laughs> I mean, you can paint it whatever color you want, and you can add attachments here and there, but it's it. They all have that same aesthetic. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That People kind love of that big, stuff. Blocky, People love it. Solid color. Yeah, I got my first. I got the shattered glass. Shattered glass prime in um, just the other day. I haven't built it yet. Uh, Mark, are you a fan of, of model kits, especially these like easy snap, pop them off a sprue snap together? Um, oh, as a kid, I think I had like model cars and stuff. I personally haven't looked at one in a long time, uh, okay. um, but I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past if, if these look good and the, and the price is reasonable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say no to sort of picking one up and checking it out. You know, you know, on on that on that subject, uh, like if you're if you go into like Hobby Lobby, they still they have model kits on display, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they're actually really expensive. Like the majority of them, they start at twenty nine ninety nine, and then they just go oh, up from wow. there. Yeah, so it's, I didn't it's realize not, they've gotten that pricey. Yeah, so like, uh, you know, I mean, they have really nice ones. They've got like the Back to the Future DeLorean. You know, they have some really good. They have like. Uh, they had like uh, they had Oldsmobile 442, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, they just some some nice snap to get snap together sets. But yeah, they're they're kind of pricey now. So yeah, well, and the snap together were always a little more expensive. I I to tell you the complete god honest truth, I have never put together a model that was not a snap model. Like oh, I've yeah, never I, I, put I the together glue. one where you had to glue joints and yeah, I, and I parts together. I, I did I did the glue thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And your fingers would all be messed up for like <laughs> the next week. How about you, yeah, Mark? Did that's you that's do that's old that's school that's models? Old school. My um, my uncle was a was a big modeling person, so he had the little compressor, so everything would be painted. Everything had to be cut, cleaned, you know, glued wow. together properly. But I mean, the quality of the models that he was doing were just phenomenal, and I was always fascinated by it. Mine, eh, not so good, but much like yourselves, <laughs> I end up gluing my fingers together, and you know, the, there'd be fingerprints all over the body because oh, yeah. the glue would melt yep. my fingers and then the pain. <laughs> yep. So mine didn't look quite as good, but you know, yep. <laughs> you put the effort in anyway. I did a ton, a ton of rockets. Like rockets was definitely something that yeah, I built all the time. Was model rockets. I mean, I did all when the when that that camera came out. I was like, oh, this is amazing. So what it was is a, it was a rocket that had a, that had a a, a secondary stage on there that would pop out the uh, the nose cone with a with a little camera on there. It actually had a a 110 film uh, camera. And uh, yeah, it would it would take pictures as it you know plummeted to back to the earth, you know, kind of a thing. Wow! Wow! So, yep. Holy shnikes! Was, that was really really cool. But yeah, no. model model kits and plastic cement used to do a lot with that. No wonder you can replace a uh, Corvette radiator by yourself. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm very I'm very mechanically minded, so. I can pretty much do anything. 
All right. Now we get a bunch of uh, Black Series six-inch figures. Uh, GameStop has uh, has it was in stock. Yep. Um, even some stores in my area available. Uh, the Commander Fox, which was a semi-surprise uh, Triple Force Friday drop, is now available. And I, I wanted to specifically point this out because Commander Fox is a shared exclusive with fan sites, i.e. Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, that kind of stuff. He is the cheapest at GameStop, even with their $23 price point instead of $20 on Black Series figures. He is still the cheapest at GameStop. Everywhere else, he's $25. So if you're interested in him, I behoove you to get him through there. Um, They are also re-releasing their Shock Trooper. This was... Not there. This was a Walmart exclusive from two years ago when the new Battlefront released. Uh, Really hard to find at Walmarts. Uh, I never found one. Uh, But goes matches perfectly with Commander Fox. Not that that's necessarily his regiment or anything. This was a different regiment in the movies. Um, he is the more expensive $25 price point. He's not available for shipping, but a ton of stores around me have him available. So if you're interested in either one of those, uh, now is your time through GameStop. If you miss Commander Gree, this was a San Diego. This Hey, this goes to your point, Lotus. This thing was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive like four years ago, five years ago. Then he became a Toys R Us exclusive. Mm. Now he's being re-released as, and now he's on Pulse. He's going to be one of those fan exclusives. Mm. So he's going to be widely distributed. Yeah. So. Yeah. It just, you know, I mean, it's at least, at least there's time. You know, at least like you said, that there's there's been time in between those releases. You know, that That's Turtles true. thing was only just a couple months, you know, so it's just yeah. kicking, the, kicking the pants. Yeah, I see your point there. Because, yeah, he was Comic-Con, then a year later he was Toys R Us. And now two years later, or maybe another year later, yeah. he's a wider release. So, yeah, I can I can agree with you there. That's a little bit easier to swallow. Um, new hacks. Uh, so this is Vitruvian hacks from Boss Fight Studio. Uh, uh, some. Uh, this is the. They put it in their email really good. It's like like the women strike back or something. This is an all female release. So we get a new female weave. A weave. Oh my God, that wasn't Freudian or anything. Uh, we get a new female release in their main fantasy line. So we get a female knight, a female elf. We get a, a new, it's a necromancer, but a kind of like a Medusa style figure. And then a new female gargoyle, which the female gargoyle is crazy. The face reminds me, even though it's like more bug like it reminds me a lot of uh what's the jeepers creepers and then uh possibly one of the coolest releases uh not that it's not that it's a guy and those were girls but (laughs) we also get a leonidas version 2 lunchbox 
so this is the first time that they're doing kind of an 80s style tin lunchbox with their characters, uh, mostly Greek, all the Medusas and that kind of stuff. Um, but you also get another shot at Leonidas, which is probably one of their best-selling figures in the line of all time. Uh, so you get that cool, like, 300-style shield, lots of accessories and great paint apps on this. So a uh, great way to support them and, you know, if you've got a kid that loves, you know, Clash the Titans, something like that, Lunchbox might be perfect for them. Uh, Mark, have you ever done, have you ever gotten any of the Vitruvian Hacks figures or Marauder Johns, like the the Task Force figures or anything like that? Those have got to be expensive to get down there, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't, I don't get them myself, but I do have a friend who is right into them and gets them all. Um, oh, and okay. Yeah, it gets a little bit on the expensive side. <laughs> I could imagine. So at least you've got to play with them, right, and see the quality. I of have, them. yeah, I have had a good look at them close up, and they are very nice figures, but not really my wheelhouse. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, Mimban Trooper. So uh, this was something I clamored at at twelve ninety nine. Like, oh God, I've got to have this. And uh, like uh, we've seen with a lot of their Transformers exclusives, it is now rolled back to six ninety nine. So uh, if you can get it shipped to store or add it to an order, I think of thirty five bucks or more, you can get free shipping on this guy. It is the best stormtrooper body they've ever put out to this point um got a cool cape i don't even mind the deco i still if it's still on my desk this far into the game you know it's a pretty good figure so if you've been sleeping on this guy at seven bucks for you know the the most articulated stormtrooper figure put out to date uh you can't go wrong in my opinion uh, and then, okay, so let's get back to this Super 7 thing. So uh, I was going to put this into grab bag, but there's a better thing for grab bag that I want to be more of a discussion. But this is uh, Element Skateboards are teaming up with Super 7 to put out a Masters of the Universe series of skateboard decks. Um, so one... In, in the pictures here, they show that there's foil applications, which this is how long I've been out of the skateboarding game. Like, you're just supposed to know what this means, uh, but obviously they're adding some kind of shiny element to the artwork here. But this goes to my point of Super 7's artwork, and, and I'm sorry to this artist, but it's garbage, man. I don't know if it's just not close enough to vintage for me um the he-man was the the very first one that to me it just looks like a cosplayer going as he-man yep. kind yeah. of thing you know uh skeletor's not much better it's not as bad and then now the brand new artwork this is what we're i imagine this is the artwork we're going to see on the new reaction uh battle cat and panthor is on one of these decks and the cats don't look bad, but the people like Skeletor and He-Man look just as bad. 
And I don't know what they're doing with this rock formation that they're like focusing on. Like there's a whole deck with just the explosion of a rock. Oh, yeah. okay. I get that. That's the element logo. Okay. So that makes more sense. The element logo is like a tree and a circle with things protruding from it. Okay. So at least that explosion makes more sense now that I look at it, but I'm just like, this would only ever be artwork for me, you know, something to hang on a wall. But I know, I know Vern, he's a big skate enthusiast. He's bought, you know, artwork decks in the past. As far as I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, I have bought not full on decks, but I, and this is, you're going to laugh. I've bought tech decks that were old school artwork and stuff like that. And this is something, this is something I'd be interested in if they could use the licensed vintage artwork on this. Like, I don't know if it's just cheap. Well, I, I shouldn't say, I don't know. I know it's just cheaper for them to use their own artwork that they've already paid for, but no interest in this whatsoever. This should be something that's like right up my wheelhouse that I could even rationalize because it doesn't come out of a toy budget. It comes out of like house funds, house decorating, and I'm still not interested in this at all. I made my own skateboard when I was little. <laughs> So did I, but I want to hear about yours. <laughs> no, I mean, it was just, you know, just uh, plywood and, and uh, you know, that uh, that grip tape. And uh, I don't remember where I got the trucks from. I don't, I don't know. They could have been, uh, they could have been just maybe, I don't know. I don't know where, where I got the trucks and wheels from. I really don't know. But I remember making it and then I ended up scrapping that and i ended up getting like a plastic one uh it was just like a i just remember it like being a plastic. 70s style one it was it was plastic it was, it was i remember buying from toys r us so uh, toys r us used to carry like you know just a small section of skateboards you know fully assembled and uh yeah i just uh did it for a little while and just said it wasn't it wasn't me and i i did um uh skating was you know obviously i think skating was big for a lot of people you know and it still is today obviously but uh so uh i i really liked going to the you know the the skate shop you know that had you know all of the boards on the wall and stuff so i really oh, i really yeah. liked looking at like everything and the one day i went in there i uh i was looking on the counter and they had these little these little skateboards that replicated the ones that were, you know, on the wall, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, they were like, I don't know, they were like three bucks or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, so I started getting into those and that's what I, that's what I did is I ended up collecting, I had a little collection of those little fingerboards. Oh yeah. This was before, you know, I mean, now Tech I know decks. target, yeah. yeah, I know Target has those, but this is I'm talking like I, I wish I had that little collection because they were they were replicating the boards that were out at the time, you know, mm -hmm. back in the 90s. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I made a little I made a little skate ramp out of uh, like an aluminum. You know, I kind of bent some aluminum, some soft aluminum, and just kind of made a a, a little uh, 
a little uh, a little skate deck, and uh, I would just you know use my fingers and simulate going up and down. I don't know. I that's 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 what I did. <laughs> but I I remember that. Uh, I like I said. I wish I could find. Uh, wish I would uh, you know know where those are. And what about you, Mark? Uh, skating down under? You're you're the age for it to be super popular, I'd imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was definitely big down here. Um, I was I was into it for a while. I um, had a few boards. I had like a the, the classic Vision board. Um, I had a, an early Tony Hawk board, or I got through a friend of a friend type of deal, and you know all that sort of stuff. But then I sort of transitioned from boards into into bikes after that. I was sort of a more of a, a BMX person, then got out of the skate board side of it. Yep. Um, but I did, um, like a lot of my mates were still into it, so we'd still all hang out. Um, I had a lot of boards that I bought just for the artwork, so they were purely just in my garage up on the walls. Because <laughs> some of the art was just fantastic. Even now, like I've, um, you know, my son's about to turn 15. Um, he was interested in a, in a skateboard because one of his friends still does it. And, um, you know, I went to a skate shop, which I haven't been in one for quite a while. And I'm like, oh, you know, some nice boards up there. And I'm like slowly calculating, but they're uh, yeah, a little pricey <laughs> with some of them. And as you said, for, for a piece of artwork, it's, yeah, I don't think I'd pay that much for it. Yeah, and see, and it was it was a huge part of my. I mean, it was my entire sixth to ninth grade until I got a car. Like from sixth grade until I got a car, which was ninth grade for me, it was my life. I mean, I, I, I knew the best people in Albuquerque for it. I mean, we had people that went pro from Albuquerque. Uh, my best friend was one of the best in the city. So, I mean, it was, it was a huge thing for me. So to see this goddamn bullshit artwork on here makes me mad. But I used to be, uh, I used to be really good at roller skating. (laughs) Can you go backwards? Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, there was this, uh, there was this roller skating rink and, uh, it was, it was a common thing that, uh, a lot of people from, from school would would kind of meet up there and uh i just remember i just remember going and it just it was all indoors you know it wasn't on the on the street or anything just all indoors on a regular skating you know roller rink you know so yeah that's something that i did too i was i was really good at it See, that's awesome. We've been uh, skating with uh, Little Miss McFavorite. We do a skate night through the school. Her birthday was roller skating this year. And oh. After, yeah. yeah. So, like, blowing out my ankle, like, I, I skated for her birthday. And I was like, yeah. Mm. You yeah, know? I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh, have tried that. <laughs> it, it, this last time was worse than that time. But I think that's because I was on it all day. But, yeah, I'm that guy. I feel comfortable. I can do the roller boogie. I can I can step over left. I can step over right. But I never learned how to backward skate. And uh-huh. I've been I've been trying it, and it is just god awful. I mean, you just you, you think of what an adult looks like out there that can't skate. 
you know how they're just kind of like twitching and like uh, uh, right right, you know? right yeah when i, mean, I, I don't know that, that, that's about my uh, level <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I don't know if i could do it today i mean i i uh, i did the rollerblading thing for oh geez probably you know two or three years back when i was i don't know in my 20s so i was i was really into rollerblading on the street you know Oh, dude, but, you would um, get out there. You would be a baller. Like, you would get on. It's like a bicycle. You'd go, like, around four or five times. I I went around four or five times. I was right back to the skill level I was yeah, at the height sure. of my skating 30 years ago. Yeah, I just was like, never amazing to begin with. So you're, you're right. It's probably something you just don't forget, you know. All right. Well. Let's go ahead and get into what we got. Lotus, what you got? Nothing. All right. Well, Quick. you know, uh, <laughs> let's see. What did I get? Um, well, I mean, I got some new car parts. <laughs> uh, I got some parts for my car. I got a. I was going to say, high let's performance. talk about your radiator. Yeah, and... I got a high performance. Uh, <laughs> spent 800 bucks on a, on a high performance radiator and uh, bought a silicone hose kit. Another 200 bucks. Oh wow, um, Jesus! Your hose is well. I guess that's not horrible for a hose kit, but but yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, hose kit, yeah. radiator. Yeah. Um. Some some tools, some specialized tools to, you know, that I that I didn't have. Like there's uh, special tools to remove those uh, clamps, those spring clamps on a hose. So I bought a real fancy dandy. Uh, oh really? Yep, so you don't break not, your... Not just some channel locks? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I have channel locks, but uh, no, this, is, this is a cool tool. It's really neat. So what it is, is it's a, um, you know, it's a it's a little, uh, it, it has a two-foot cable on there. So it allows you to get in those small spaces and you, ah. you set, you set up the, yeah, you set up the end of it on the clamp itself and then you, you're, you have a two foot cable. Um, and then at the top of the two foot cable is the actual, you know, uh, you know, squeeze handle mechanism, you know, like, a you know, and you squeeze it and as you squeeze it, it applies pressure and it, uh, it opens up the clamp. It's really cool. That is actually cool because yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. If if you don't have a good angle on it, you can't get it out with standard tools. Yeah, right? that that's the problem. Yeah. Is you just can't. Some some, you know, from the factory. I mean, I'm sure they don't even probably care. They they probably just cut stuff off. I I, I don't even know. But um, yeah, I mean, some of those clamps are in really weird position where you just mm-hmm. can't get a pair of channel locks in there. But yeah, I use channel locks too. I mean, you know, but you're, you're supposed to use special hose pliers, you know, that are a little mm-hmm. easy to use, but yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark, what about you? Did you get anything amazing the last couple of weeks? Oh yeah. Got a box of goodies from your good self. <laughs> so what do I get? I got my 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 G1 Soundwave and tapes. So I've got them sitting right here beside me on my table. Love it. Had to crack those open. They're not staying in a box. Yeah, no, so, I agree. That's that's what you should have done with them. Oh yeah, no, no, they're all here. Um, I also got some some GI Joe packs, which are great. I'll be probably cracking those open at some point. Have a good look at them. Um, I've got my, my Masters, my He-Man 
mega constructs, figures, and the good old Wind Raider, um, which again, they will be getting opened and played with. Um, and I've got this very obscure <laughs> <laughs> Ian Malcolm figure, which he will be staying mint in box with all his glory. Oh, no, you got to um, break him open. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> the, that that little uh, the little dinosaur like wraps on his arms or his legs, but no, I, of course you do whatever you want with them. But yeah, he was maybe he was a, a minuscule purchase that I thought you might get a kick out of. <laughs> might have to uh, maybe I will open it up. I can lay him on my on my uh, my my office desk. <laughs> so. But um, other than that, I also got some some comics, which obviously I couldn't get here, which I do appreciate that. I'll be going through those very shortly. And other than that, just a lot of my purchases have been mainly just sort of recently just been comics. I'm on the comic buzz at the moment, picking up a lot of uh, loose issues and things. So I have posted some of them to the group. I'll I'll post up some more as I I slowly get through them. Do you... uh... When you're done reading the comic, do you uh, do you put it in a in a bag in a board? I mean, do you do you protect the comic, or do you really not oh, care? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Every everything is acid-free boards, mylar bags, and they're nice. um, put into. Um, at the moment, I'm just using the standard cardboard short box. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the companies that do a lot of these comic-related um, items um, have these black plastic tubs or comic boxes from um, BCW. So um, there's only one shop here near where I live that actually stocks this sort of stuff. Um, They're they're not on the cheap side, but again, they're a plastic as opposed to cardboard. Um, The the lid flaps over, it can be locked, and it it means you can stack a lot of them together as opposed to only doing three or four with the cardboard through fear of crushing the ones at the bottom. So I only picked these up over the weekend. So like I said, I'm just having a bit of a look at them and just see how they go. But, I mean, they look pretty good. They've got dividers that come in them as well, so they're spaced a little bit apart so you can break them all down because, again, when it comes to the OCD, me with my collecting, um, everything is alphanumerical. So <laughs> And I've got to have dividers so I know where, where it finishes and starts and stuff. So, you know, you've got to make sure it's all good. But other than that, I'm pretty sure that was it on the toy front. Oh, I did get the Batman animated series on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. The complete series? Yeah, it's the complete. Look, I've got them on DVD, the four box sets that came out many years ago. Um, But it's just released on Blu-ray. So it's, yeah. Um, I found it at a shop recently that was, it came out a little while ago, but it was over the $100 to buy it. Some of these shops are doing big sales on, so I got it for like 50 bucks. So that wasn't too bad. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's one of uh, my favorites. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely up there. That's why I collect the figures based on that um, uh, the, the, the cartoon. I like the, um, the art style and stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's been uh, one of the most impressive Pixels to plastic. Well, that's the video game one from Dan, but like cartoon to plastic, 
they did an amazing job with that line and continue to do an amazing job with that line. Yeah, they just put up, I think there's a couple more due for release. I think it's next year that weren't in the animated series, but they're based off that art style. So I think it's like Red Hood. Um, there was a Nightfall Batman. I think there was a third one. I'd have to double check. Oh, yeah. So I'll be definitely, um, I mean, I'm still missing a lot of the original figures. <laughs> But it's nice to know that there are a few more that are still coming out here and there. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, like I uh, put in the post, uh, I am unemployed again, which is awesome. Um, that was a very uh, drunken day for me, let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, so my spending has been curtailed considerably. Um, but I did have a few things come in on pre-order. Like I say, I mentioned my uh, Shattered Glass Furry Flames Toys model. I haven't had a chance to build it, but I did crack it open and look at all the sprue, uh, all the sprues and that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to do that once I get some time. Um, th fucking funniest thing when you make your living on a computer. Even when you get laid off, it's not like you have more free time. It seems like I have less free time because I'm having to hustle more and that kind of stuff because everything I can do, I can do at any time of the day. So it seems like I've had even less time nowadays than I had before. And besides the besides that flame toys model, I did finally get a dog, a a Marauder Task Force dog. People have talked about how I'm never gonna give them another dollar of my money because a package got lost from them that they show got delivered and so they just basically said we're not responsible, sorry. I said it's seventy bucks. I've bought $1,800 worth of product from you and have never had a problem before. And they're like, well, if we had to replace every lost package, we'd be out of business. And so I'm never going to give them another one of my dollars. So I bought one of the dogs off of somebody from eBay. Um, paid less than retail. So that was good. A uh, little bit overrated. I mean, I, I love it. It's the most amazing dog action figure I've ever seen in my life. But again, retail on these, including shipping, would be about $27 for a three and three quarter dog. Way overpriced, in my opinion. Great for what I paid for it, about 18 bucks shipped. So, um, and then uh, something I just found yesterday that I had with my infinite wisdom i have a return that can replace it at full price so it wasn't even like i was spending money is i finally found the uh siege impactor so uh big uh wreckers fan so never bought into the tfcc impactor never bought a third party impactor uh so this is my first true impactor and i love him he is a really good mold really good action figure so whether you buy the amazon exclusive three pack with the translucent mirage and one of the power dashers or you just buy this release uh really good so just know that that wave is hitting out there that includes uh i think most people are looking forward to the mirage from that siege wave but it's hitting my store so i was able to pick that up 
All right. Uh, now we do have listener feedback and questions. We got one voicemail. Normally my mic is ultra sensitive and really easy to pick up uh, volumes like this. And so I just play that so the guys can hear it on the other end of the call. And then Lotus will splice in the voicemail. I'm not sure if that's going to work this time, but we're going to give it a shot. So here we go. Uh, voicemail from, uh, it looks like Grimlock. Me, Grimlock Wonder. We're Peter. Even though Peter no like animal transformers, Peter Grimlock favorite. So <laughs> what was that all about? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm well, glad someone called in. Uh, <laughs> well, so if, if people have missed it in the past, Peter just pretty much like he never liked animal or dinosaur transformers. Lotus actually was the person that got him into the gigapower, uh, yeah. Gigapower sets because it was, you know, uh, because of your glowing recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Grimlock wants to know why Peter doesn't like animal and dinosaur transformers, even though Peter is Grimlock's favorite <laughs> host, yeah. human. I, I missed what he said there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Grimlock definitely likes Peter. So, um, yeah, I guess next time Peter's on the show, we'll have to have him answer it. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and Peter's even explained to me why, and I can't remember. So now, Peter, and this is exactly what I want from this, Peter, you need to call into the voicemail and let Grimlock know why you don't like animal and dinosaur transformers, even though you are Grimlock's favorite human. So you better do that, buddy. So thank you for calling and leaving a voicemail. We love it and appreciate it very much. It, it it just breaks up the monotony, you know. Um, grab bag, Star Wars, new igloo coolers. Uh, so I, I know, Lotus, you're, uh, at least I believe you're an office guy. So these probably don't have a lot of interest to you. Uh, Mark, are, are, are you blue collar or would you consider yourself white collar? Oh no no! I, I work in an office. So, okay. But but I do have a small cooler that I keep obviously my lunch and stuff in, um, and these do look very cool. Now would you would you rock one of these in the office? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Oh really? Oh see, and I'm a I'm a soft sided guy. It's got to squeeze into a refrigerator usually with a bunch of other people's lunches. <laughs> So these would never fit in, at least in uh, the smaller companies I work for. Uh, so if you if you had to pick one of these, now there's lots of interesting designs here. But what what are you rocking? Uh, you know what? I quite like the look of the R2D2 one. I think that's the cleanest design by mm. by far, in my opinion. I like the I like the vintage figure one, not the uh, 
not the smaller one, but the one that actually has them on their card back, you know, little rectangles. Yep. Yeah, that's not too bad either. I mean, they, they all look pretty good. Now, Lotus, you're a, a white collar guy. Would you ever rock a like a hard igloo like this for lunch at all? No. <laughs> you're you're a soft sided guy. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd uh, had to squeeze it into the fridge, and no matter how big yeah. the fridge is, everyone squeezes <laughs> everyone squeezes their lunch uh, container in there, and and uh, yeah, shout out to office fridges. They're disgusting. <laughs> See, that's what I loved about my last. Well, and it's all I think it's all dependent on the size. So my last company was like 12 to 14 people in the office. So our fridge was pretty immaculate. Everybody was very considerate. Nobody shoved their stuff on top of your stuff or, you know, people figured out how to make space. But I agree when I was at. 100 to 180 person office yeah it was every lunch for itself kind of thing yeah, it's not just that it's people it people leave their stuff in there you know oh yeah <laughs> what was that mark oh sorry i was just saying like isn't the point of these that you don't put your lunch in the fridge you can just leave it in here and ah, be i didn't even yeah i mean you, you can do that yeah. Well, you can do the, I mean, I, I did, you know, I did a little ice pack kind of a thing at one point. Um, but I just feel that like, you know, if you have the squishy soft one, you can, you can like, even with the ice pack, they just don't last all day, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Or, and sometimes, you know, you're, you're in the middle of something and you can't actually, you know, eat lunch at a, at a good time. Or sometimes you just don't even get to eat the lunch. So, you know, it, the ice pack for me just never works. So I would have to squeeze it into the fridge, you know? I agree. I'm the, I'm the uh, same way. I, I, I've tried to do the ice pack. But, yeah, you're exactly right, Mark. If you did this cooler, you would hope, especially in this day and age, even though these are kind of older designs, that they ha are much more efficient than they were when we were younger. It's the same igloo, guys. It's the same junk. <laughs> it's uh. Well, like, I've, I've one uh, that I use now for my lunches, and I I don't have any issues with it being cool or anything like that. So. How many hours do you like, get out of it? Uh, I do. Uh, well, I start every morning at seven thirty. I work till six, so I usually have my last sort of, I guess, break for something to eat about three o'clock, and it's still usually pretty good. Like, like really? I said, I've never had any issues with drinks being cold or anything like that. I've got one of the big plastic like ice blocks that I put in there, um, mm. and yeah, it's usually fine for the day. It just sits under my desk. So, well, maybe that's what we're missing out on. Maybe, maybe because we're going with the soft, the soft ones, they're just not as good as the plastic. So maybe Mark's right. Maybe these uh, plastic igloo ones are better for cooling than the uh, the soft, you know, ones that are that have the special, you know thermal liners that they always mm. say that you know keep it for 12 hours and it never does yeah and it's all bullshit yeah what we need is so yeti makes a bunch of different little soft-sided styles but we need i need a little rectangle that seems to be what works for for my lifestyle <laughs> yeah 
Um, all right, next up, uh, Transformers official sing along, and this like opened my eyes to a bunch of different things going on. One that there was some kind of Transformers soundtrack released in 2016, the Transformers rollout album uh, that this song is from. It's called Into the Fire. Uh, but this was released on the official Transformers YouTube, and it's a sing-along where we get a little bit of some uh, G1 cartoon in there. But it, it's definitely not a song I recognize whatsoever. I don't know if you guys had a chance to play this or even kind of look at the visuals of it. but Nope, I, I have no interest in even clicking on the video. <laughs> Why? Why would? Why does this do something for you? I I don't understand. I I have no. I will not even click on it. Do you know what I had to do? I had to click through five pages of TFW 2005s to find anything that wasn't toy related. This is, and and oh. not just toy related, not part of the fucking uh, Transformers collector card game, because there's there is tons of articles about that collector card game so maybe we should be covering that but i i've just always like we were talking about with cyberverse last episode right like i i see card game stuff and it just doesn't even register i don't even care about it so i mean grab the our section grab bag is for anything i mean we could do uh we could do something on a dyson vacuum cleaner you know (laughs) i don't i don't think we have to pull up a transformer stupid sing-along song you know <laughs> well i'm just trying to have it transformers related i know we've we've taken some liberties with gi joe because sometimes there's nothing there you know but yeah it's just trying to have something transformers related but that's okay lotus can't have anything nice Maybe Lotus just needs to have a have a drink and a sing along and calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of karaoke for you, Lotus. Why not? Um, let's see for Masters of the Universe. Uh, Sony reportedly considering taking Masters of the Universe direct to Netflix. Jesus Christ! Could this? Could we not get a movie here? Um, and I forget who. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, could that be in relation to that the Kevin Smith animated series that's going to Netflix as well? Yeah, I mean, my assumption is is they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to do this series, and and they're like, well, we can't seem to get this fucking movie into theaters. Would you like to do this movie too? Kind of thing, you know. But, oh, my God, it's just it's a swan song, in my opinion, to have something go to Netflix. Like, even if it's a even if it's a bomb in the theaters, like, I still want to see something in the theaters, I guess. Oh, who wouldn't want to see it up on the big screen? But at the same time, too, as long as we get something that comes out, you know, something. Yeah. Good. 
and 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 again, I can't remember who posted it. I think it might have been Ed, um, but I apologize that I don't remember who posted it originally. This was a while back, but that was their point. They were just like, I just want to get fucking something at this point. This thing's in production hell for fucking 10, 12 years or something now. And, and I can agree with that point. Like, yeah, just please give us something. But come on i'm just like if transformers can get a movie uh, i mean if every other fucking for for a certain point of view gi joe has had two bad movies and they're still getting another movie that they're going to put out in theaters you know i'm just like come on you can do one motu movie since the 86 87 movie you know, but no, oh, well. we'll see how that goes. Um, and then last up, only G.I. Joe news, of course, is uh, G.I. Joe franchise heading to the Transformers Earth Wars mobile game. Uh, so good on Hasbro to say, hey, we can drag along one of our properties with something that's doing a little bit better. Um, I haven't ever played this game. Have, have either of you guys? Are you guys casual gamers? Nope. Um, I haven't. I haven't looked at it myself, but I'd be curious to check it out just for something to uh, to, to bide some time. <laughs> now, do you do any casual stuff? You know, Plants vs Zombies, Candy Crush, anything like that? Um. No, not really. I mean, I, I, I dabble in a few things, but I usually get bored with that sort of stuff after a few months. Um, I mean, even with, uh, I'm ashamed to say, like, I, I do the Pokemon Go thing, but that's mainly because my son likes to get out and we run around and stuff. So, you know, him and his mates are all into that. So I tag along and, 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 and sort of, I guess, join in with their fun, um, usually because I've got to taxi him somewhere to do raids and all that stuff. <laughs> none, 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 of, none of the other parents are really into it but because i'm sort of you know i am a, a man of, of their age i guess as my wife puts it um <laughs> you know i usually get sucked into driving around for a couple of hours where they hit all their raid gyms and stuff like that looking for looking for stuff but you know i mean as far as the casual gaming goes like i usually check stuff out you know like i said most of it lasts a few months and then i sort of sort of get over it um because i don't typically go for the um, if i get to that point where you've got to start spending money to go anywhere that's typically yeah. where I, I i i drop off um but having said that if if the if the game holds my interest and i'm, I'm into it i wouldn't put it past spending the money because again like with anything um like you know you, we spend like i buy games for your playstation and you know, we're spending 90 plus on a game that we get four hours out of if one of these casual games gives me a couple of months of enjoyment and i want to keep going then i wouldn't say no to spending you know 10 bucks or whatever to to get what i need to move on to the next part i guess mm. um, but it, at this stage i haven't really found anything that that has grabbed me that much to the point where i would happily just cough over the money and lotus you know casual gaming at all in the history or actually here or there yeah actually i did play that wizard uh, Wizard Unite, Harry Potter thing. Oh, the the Pokemon Go version. 
Yeah, okay. it's made by Niantic, same company yeah. as Pokemon Go, Go, but it's uh, it was a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, I got up to like level, oh, I got up to like level thirty-two or something like that, and then I was just like, okay, well, I just got bored with it and stopped. Because you would do it on your walks. On my walks, I would yeah. Assume. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, that's awesome, though. But yeah, I I agree with. It's both a battery I, drainer. You know, those yeah. games are just they just drain your battery, and it's like you know, it's like it's not even, yeah. So, but that's the only thing that I played recently. I I just yeah. don't uh, I just don't really play any kind of games like that. Yeah, and I've done I've done all the bit. Well, I didn't do Candy Crush, but I've done Plants vs Zombie. I've done tower defense games, Peg uh, Peggle. I've done Dice with Buddies. Um, uh, a lot of stuff like that. I did slots and and video poker for the longest time, and I still kind of dabble in those because there's uh, a couple games that are hooked up with actual casinos in Vegas. So like, I've earned enough free with just free free plays on it to have like two free nights in Vegas. Now there's tons of restrictions that make them almost impossible to use, but whatever, you know, half off a helicopter tour, free buffets at different places. So eventually sometime we'll go and do a Vegas vacation where we try to take advantage of as many as these as we can, but take advantage. Yeah. Did I say something else? No, you said take advantage. Uh, oh, I believe okay. the I believe the casino will eventually take advantage of you. <laughs> but the house see, always wins. Yeah, and this is true. Uh, but we don't gamble. But if you look at like if, if Mrs. McFavor and I go do a buffet, yeah, I might I might put their margins to shame, but Mrs. McFavorite is equaling me out because she's going to have one plate at a twenty five dollar buffet you know, yeah. kind of thing. So no, I agree. We, I'm always very perceptive of that, but so yeah, I I'm with you. I've never played earth wars. This kind of makes me want to just to see the crossover part of it. Um, but yeah, that's one of those things. So, all right, mother fudges. Well, we've been talking a long time, just the way I like it. So, but we will see your asses sooner rather than later. Or later rather than sooner. Peace. Peace. Peace.